Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 1 Samuel chapter 2. If I would give this one a title, it would be, whoa, that's messed up. <laughs> we, I don't know about you, but I have a bad tendency of thinking that because somebody is in a certain position, then they must be like a better person, right? Like if, like if somebody is in a certain position of, I don't know, whatever, well, that must be they're a better person or they're a worse person. Finally realized, no, people are just people. And we have to be careful not to put anybody on a pedestal, but everybody is just, everybody's people, right? Well, we're going to learn about that today and realize there are two people that should definitely not be put on a pedestal. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us some comments on the video. Let us know how you're engaging with God's Word. Also, on the podcast, leave us a five-star review. It really does help us. Make sure you go to my blog at brandoncannon.com. The very top there, you can subscribe to my weekly newsletter, and it is the Bible Breakdown After Party, where I'm going to tell you about my favorite uh, post that week that we were going through, some d- interesting articles I found, and I've added a section called Answering Questions. Always want to make sure we're answering apologetic questions so you can know what you believe, you can have faith in what you believe, and you can share what you believe. And so we're adding that section as well, okay? Also, where we all gather, the Bible Breakdown Discussion. Make sure that you are going there. And I'd love for you to comment on some of those posts that we write about every single day. That's what they're there for, is so that we can engage with one another. Because the more we dig, the more we find. And speaking of that, if you have your Bibles, you want to open them up with me to 1 Samuel chapter 2. We're going to keep up with what we were talking about yesterday. Yesterday, we were talking about this overall idea. And I know it took a while, but 1 Samuel is a real big book. And it is talking about a lot of stuff that's going on. And the overall theme is God's providence despite our silliness. (laughs) And that is, even when we get up to no good, get up to some shenanigans, some tomfoolery, God still nudges things here, move things there to get us where we need to be. And that's so very important because as we look at different things in life, sometimes we can look around and go, well, ain't nothing but a bunch of silliness going on around here. And I don't mean the good kind of silliness, but to realize even in that, God is moving here, nudging there, and slowly getting us where we need to be. And so we can constantly have faith that even when I don't know where I'm at, God hasn't ever lost us. And we see that yesterday with a lady named Hannah who prayed and prayed and prayed for God to give her a family. God finally gave her a family, but when he did, she was also faithful to keep her promise. And she gave Samuel to the Lord to be a priest. To, be, to rise up and to be what God's called him to be. And so we're going to see chapter 2, where Hannah is going to praise the Lord for the opportunity to be a, a mother, and then we're going to see some definite, definitely some silliness going on, and I don't mean the good kind. So here we go. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1. Hannah prayed, My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has heard, has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm sure she... Okay, Okay, look, I like to... At like the Bible, you know, like, like is a movie. And so you know when she said, now I have an answer for my enemies, I know she had to like pause and look at Paniah, the the lady who kept like giving her a hard time about having family. So I want you to be like, the Lord has made me strong. 
look over at Hannah, at Paniah rather, and then finish the whole song. Here it is. Let me say it again. Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. <clears throat> Paniah, I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord. No one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Stop acting so proud and haughty, Paniah. Don't speak with such arrogance, Paniah. <laughs> For the Lord is a God who knows what you have done. He will judge your actions. The bow of the mighty is now broken, and those who stumble are now strong. Those who are well-fed are now starving, and those who are starving are now full. The childless woman now has seven children, and the woman with many children wastes away. The Lord gives both death and life. He brings some down to the grave, but raises others up. The Lord makes some poor and others rich. He brings down and he lifts up others. He lifts the poor from the dust, the needy from the garbage dump, and he sets them among princes, placing them in seats of honor. For all the earth is the Lord's, and he has set the world in order. He will protect his faithful ones, but the wicked will disappear in darkness. No one will succeed by strength alone, for the Lord for, for those who fight against the Lord will be shattered. He thunders against them from heaven, and the Lord judges throughout the earth. He gives power to the king. He increases the strength of his anointed one. Then Elkanah returned home to Ramah without Samuel, and the boy served the Lord by assisting Eli the priest. So first of all, we see how she's just so excited, and you know she's also throwing shade at Paniah. That was the one who kept aggravating her. But at the same time, she's saying only God can do the impossible, and he does, and he's so faithful in time. So here we go. Verse 12. Now we get to see up to some silliness that God's got to work with. Verse 12. Now the sons of Eli were scoundrels. Isn't that a word we need to bring back? Someone needs to say today, scoundrels, okay? Now, the sons of Eli were scoundrels who had no respect for the Lord for, or for the duties as priest. Whenever anyone offered a sacrifice, Eli's sons would send over a servant with a three-pronged fork. And while the meat was being sacrificed and still boiling, the servant would stick the fork into the pot and demand that whatever uh, was brought up was given to Eli's sons. All the Israelites who came to worship at Shiloh were treated in this way. Sometimes the servants would come even before the animal's fat had been burned on the altar, and they would demand the raw meat before it had been boiled so that they could be used for their roasting. One, uh, the man offering the sacrifice might reply, Take as much as you want, but the fat must be burned. And the servant would demand, No, give it to me now, or I'll take it by force. So the sin of these young men was very serious in the Lord's sight, for they had treated the Lord's offerings with contempt. Pause. So remember, the offerings represented a, a fellowship with God. It would be for forgiveness of sins or an act of celebration, but it was a way for people to worship with God. And so what was happening is, is that these priests were taking these things that were holy and were for God and were saying, no, we're going to take it instead. Can you imagine the just the, just the absolute arrogance to say that they are more important than worshiping God? It was, it was a, just a complete total tragedy and just silliness of the worst kind to God. Verse 18, But Samuel, though he was only a boy, served the Lord. He wore a linen garment like that of a priest. Each year his mother made a small coat for him and brought it to him when she came with her husband for the sacrifice. Before they returned home, Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, 
May the Lord give you other children to take place of the one that she gave to the Lord. And the Lord did bless Hannah, and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Now, Eli was very old, but he was aware that his, of what his sons were doing to the people of Israel. He knew, for instance, that his sons were seducing, oh, here we go, seducing the young women who assisted at the entrance of the tabernacle. So pause. So they are stealing from God, and they are seducing young women at the entrance of the tabernacle. Lord, help us, Jesus. 23, verse 23. Eli said to them, I have been hearing reports from all the people about the wicked things that you were doing. Why do you keep sinning? You must stop, my sons. The report I hear among the Lord's people is not good. If, some pe- if someone sins against an- another person, God can mediate for the guilty party. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede? That's it. That's all he said. He said, now y'all need to stop doing that, boys. Uh-huh. That's going to work. Here we go. But Eli's sons, yeah, here we go. Eli's sons would not listen to their father, for the Lord had already planned to put them to death. Oh, Lord. Verse 26. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew taller and grew in favor with the Lord and with the people. So Eli basically just said, now, boys, you need to stop that. And they said, no. They're going to keep doing it. And God's like, well, good, because I'm going to get you. <laughs> you know. But in the midst of this chaos... Samuel was faithful, and he was growing in that faithfulness. All right, verse 27. One day a man of God came to Eli and gave him this message from the Lord. I revealed myself to your ancestors when they were in Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. I chose your ancestor Aaron from among all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer sacrifices on my altar, to burn incense, and to wear the priestly vest, and he served me. And I assign the sacrificial offerings to you priests. So, why do you scorn my sacrifices and offerings? Why do you give your sons more honor than you give me? For you and they have become fat from the best offerings of my people Israel. Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I promise that your branch or the branch of the tribe of Levi would always be my priests, but I will honor those who honor me. And I will despise those who think lightly of me. In time, the time is coming when I will put an end to your family. So it will no longer serve as my priests. All the members of your family will die before their time. None of them will reach old age. You will watch with envy as I pour out prosperity on the people of Israel. But no members of your family will ever live out their days. The few not cut off from serving in my altar will survive but only so their eyes can go blind and their hearts break and their children will die a violent death. Lord, help. Verse 34, And to prove that what I have said will come true, I will cause your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, to die on the same day. Then I will raise up a servant who will serve me and do what I desire, and I will establish my family, and they will be priests to my anointed kings forever. Then... All of you surviving, your surviving family will bow before him, begging for money and food. Please, they will say, give us jobs among the priests so that we will have enough to eat. So as I said, whoa, that's messed up. (laughs) So as we can see, on one end, you've got Hannah, who's so excited. She's honoring God, and she's seeing God move in her life. On the other side, 
You got bad people doing bad things for bad reasons. But right in the middle of all that, you got Samuel. He's just being faithful. He's just honoring God. And in the midst of all of this chaos and silliness, God is still moving things into place. Because as you can tell from that last verse, the person that is prophesying this, they're prophesying about Samuel, who is going to be who's going to rise up and is going to take charge. So what does that say to all of us? What is God trying to tell us through this? And that is this, that in life, you're going to have good people doing good things. You're going to have bad people doing bad things. You're going to have bad people who should not be in those positions doing bad things, but they're going to. What is your response supposed to be? Think about it right now. As I'm, as I'm talking about this right now, there's another allegation coming out of a major you know, nationally known pastor who's been accused of sexual misconduct. I don't know if it's true or not. I sincerely hope it's not, but it's out there. And if it's not true, it's it, at least it's going to ruin his reputation and make job of people like me that much harder, right? And you look at that and you go, this should not be. But you know what? We live in a world full of people. And people are, they're, they're going to do bad things. Jesus is the only perfect one. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that we give up? Does that mean we walk away? There's going to be other people like Hannah. It's going to be so very blessed, so many great things going on. Are we going to look at them? Is that going to make us discouraged? Boy, I haven't, I haven't ever been blessed like that. Probably have. You just don't notice it at the time. What is our answer to this? I think our answer is to be like Samuel. Is with all the silliness and all the chaos going on, we just continue to be faithful. We look at that. We let it grieve our hearts. We do what we can, when we can, if we can. But at the same time, we just continue with our faithfulness. Because the Bible says over and over again, in due season, God will raise you up if you do not give up. And so when silliness is going on around you, trust that God is moving you in the right direction one small step at a time. You can't control outcomes. You can control is your effort, your effort to be faithful where God has placed you. Because God's probably got you at the perfect place at the right time and in the right season, you'll understand why. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your goodness and your favor and your mercy. God, I'm so thankful that your word speaks to us like this because there's so many things we can grapple with, so many ideas. I pray as we we soak on this scripture here for a few moments, Lord, that you'll continue, Holy Spirit, to open our eyes and open our minds to what you're teaching us today. We're thankful for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, don't forget, God's word says in 1 Samuel chapter 12, be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully. Think of all the wonderful things he has done for you. But if you continue to sin, you and your king will be swept away. Don't forget, it is God that keeps you and holds you. So don't forget him. Stay close to him and he will lead you in the right direction. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 1 Samuel chapter 3.